0: This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Sierra Doctor. We'll also hear reports from Whitney Pittman and Don Wick. Northern Ag Expo is underway at the Fargo Dome. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick is at the show, and he filed this report. Randy, the day began with breakfast with
2: BASF for farmers and ag retailers here at the Fargo Dome. As of Thursday, Ken Dybert will be taking over as the BASF district sales manager for eastern North Dakota and northwest Minnesota. With a current supply chain issue, Dybert says decisions are being made earlier. You know, strong commodity prices, a uh, lot of lot of optimism, a lot of excitement in the industry. I think that's encouraging some of these decisions as well. But
1: yeah, supply, no doubt. Uh, we've we've dealt with that across the industry uh, here at BSF, and obviously, I don't think there's any company that's immune to it. Uh, and that's certainly been a uh, a trend unfortunately here the last uh, year to, to, to two years and I don't think that's entirely going away anytime soon but we're certainly figuring out and, and learning ways to manage that more appropriately as we move forward and I know that's going to be top of the line uh, for everybody here in, in these early winter meetings as well and, and certainly want uh, want to discuss that with them and, and figure out the best plan for her.
2: BASF seed product manager Doug Little says mother nature is also to blame for tight supplies of canola seed. The unfortunate part is our, our supply uh, is not there for the demand we're going to have. Um, a couple of things affected that. One was uh, the drop last year. Uh, we had hundred degree temperatures of like 11 straight days or something, right during flowering. So seed production took a hit on that. Um, also, um, larger seed size than normal. So we weren't able to have the production that we would like to meet the demand this year for that. Um, so so that, you know, we're going to have enough seed out there to cover last year's total sales. So my encouragement is uh, for growers to work with their a uh, retail supplier and make sure they've they have the seed they need to get started this year reporting from the northern ag expo in fargo i'm don wick on the red river farm network
3: the threat of a railroad strike that has been building in recent weeks has receded after president biden agreed yesterday to support legislation that would block a walkout by more than a hundred thousand union members set for the end of next week President Biden issued a statement yesterday calling on Congress to pass immediate legislation in adopting the tentative agreement between railroad unions. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi also issued a statement saying the House will proceed with legislation as soon as this week to adopt the agreement. More than 400 organizations urged Congress leaders for quick action to prevent a national lockdown on rail movement.
1: National Feed and Grain Association's Director of Communications, Sarah Gonzalez, says the tentative agreement was first adopted in September and would help ease the brakes put on railroad bottlenecks.
4: The president issued a statement urging Congress to adopt that tentative agreement that would require the parties to adopt that agreement without any modifications to avert um, a potentially tripling national rail shutdown. Um, The deadline for the cooling off period is December 9th, and that is definitely a position NGFA and its members are strongly supportive of.
1: Gonzalez says quick intervention from Congress should prevent a total shutdown of railroads.
4: Congress is really our last step for this uh, situation between um, the rail unions and the class one railroads. The Biden administration brokered a deal earlier in September, and eight of the 12 unions have ratified that agreement, while four have voted not to ratify that. And there hasn't been any indication that they are close to any sort of agreement to avoid a shutdown or a strike Congress needs to step in.
3: The Biden administration's willingness to urge Congress to intervene in the dispute between the railroads and their unions is adding some support to the grain markets. Agmarket.net market analyst Jacob Burke says while this is a fluid situation, this is welcome news.
5: You, you know what I've what I've looked at here today, and that's that's pretty fresh news. And you're getting a lot of uh, you know secondhand information right now. But the way it looks to me, like they're prepared to make the make the move. They're, it looks like they have a plan uh, in Congress now. Uh, you know in I think that's the last thing that the unions want, uh, but they are prepared to keep the market moving. And that kind of makes the the market feel pretty comfortable, uh, and I think that is a little bit of comforting to to know that hey, they are planning to step in, they have the preparations just to keep the keep the, the the rail lines moving, and just you know all of commerce actually that you know that that gives a lot of comfort.
3: Burke says there is a little less uncertainty surrounding grain transportation.
5: You got to look at oh what well, you know what could that do in these grain. Uh, you know, plus, plus areas that, that could have, you know, corn that just can't get out the door and they, and they can't go anywhere with it. Uh, we're getting to that first-of-the-year time frame as we go through this month of December. You know, you're seeing a lot of uh, uh, deferred or priced later contracts that, you know, guys are just waiting for the end of the year. I think if, uh, if the market keeps moving, at least we keep chewing into that. But if those guys are waiting for the first of the year to, uh, to sell some grain, all of a sudden there's just nowhere to go with it, that could be detrimental to their cash flow for sure.
1: China has moved quickly to suppress protests that erupted across its country against the government's zero COVID policy. The protests were triggered by a fire last Thursday, uh, which killed at least 10 people. The city has been in lockdown for more than 100 days, and the Chinese government has since announced it would lift lockdown in stages, but protests have rapidly spread to 15 other cities. Protests are calling for the removal of President Xi Jinping.
3: While traders are watching China's response to COVID lockdown protests, country futures market analyst Daryl Holiday thinks China's economy is a bigger market factor.
2: Now, I think it's very important to say, from an economist standpoint, you know, yesterday OPEC announced when everything was down that they were actually going to cut production, even though what with the administration just 10 days ago was trying to get them to raise it again and try, try to get them to you no, know, we're, we're actually going to cut it. And I want to, I always want to point out to people that. Oh, that's, everybody says that's bullish. Yes, I understand in the picture uh, the market scheme it is, but in the big picture it's not because they're lowering it. They're trying to cut supplies because they know how weak demand is.
3: China's energy demand has been an indicator for that. Red the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com, to sign up for the weekly Farm Net newsletter. You can also download this broadcast and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. It's all at rrfn.com. You're listening the- to the Red River Farm Network.
1: Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Northern Ag Expo is underway at the Fargo Dome. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman is at the show.
4: Supply chain issues haven't spared any sector of the ag industry, and has certainly taught us to think ahead. Chris Brecken with RDK Enterprises and Precision Planting encourages farmers to plan early for any updates or repairs before next spring's planting season.
1: Precision Planting, as a as a company, has experienced immense growth over the last handful of years, and and with that growth comes pain, and and being able to supply their dealers and then trickle on down from the dealers to the growers with the products and comes from raw materials, right, and and of course we've all with the chip shortage and all the other types of things that we, that every facet of of commerce is dealing with right now it doesn't we're not immune to that. My suggestion to any growers
2: that might be listening is that if you have something that you've thought about or you're saying, you know, you know, I, I really want to explore this or that on my planner, please do it sooner than later.
4: Brecken also invites farmers to visit their booth during the Northern Ag Expo today and tomorrow.
1: I hope the guys and gals want to swing over and visit with us. We're on the south end of the building here, a little different situation than where we have been, So, but that's okay you know, mix it up a little bit.
4: The trade show floor closes this afternoon at 4.30 and tomorrow at 2 p.m. at the Fargo Dome. Reporting from the Northern Ag Expo with the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman.
3: A couple more days of rain will impact northeastern Brazil, while nearly widespread rain will return Thursday and continue through next week Wednesday, increasing soil moisture to most areas. World Weather Incorporated says the moisture will be timely for the driest areas of central and southern Brazil, In Argentina will get some partial relief from dryness through Thursday, but a general soaking is not expected. World Weather says rains that fall will be too light and too infrequent to produce any meaningful improvements in soil moisture. Temperatures are expected to range from the mid-80s to the lower 100s.
1: Bismarck meteorologist, National Weather Service meteorologist Todd Hamilton says besides some cold temperatures, the radar has been pretty quiet through this coming week.
2: And it's going to be cold, breezy, blustery. Uh, We do have some snow showers across mainly the northern third of North Dakota. Uh, We're not looking for anything as far as uh, significant accumulations. Might be some reduced visibilities of one to two down to a mile or two along the Highway 2 corridor from uh, Minot towards Grand Forks uh, today. Otherwise, just kind of cold and blustery today and tomorrow. We do see a slight warm-up on Thursday and then another cold front coming through on Friday. will cool things back down.
1: There's a chance of some slight snowfall on Friday.
2: We do see a uh, a little better chance for some uh, at least some light accumulating snows on Friday across pretty much the entire state. Right now it's not looking like real significant snowfall accumulations. Maybe in the one to three, two to four inch range and exactly where that falls. It's, it's kind of hard to tell right now but uh... Beside that uh, chance of snow on on Friday, it's really, that's the only precipitation we have over the next seven days uh, over pretty much the entire state of North Dakota.
3: December 16th is the last day for eligible farmers to apply for phase one of the emergency relief program. North Dakota Farm Service Agency Executive Director Marcy Spenningson says phase one of ERP is based on the 2020 and 2021 cropping years.
4: Producers were mailed out applications, actually started in May of this year. And so if producers received an application, they have until December 16th to file that application. There are some additional forms that they may need or be required to bring in, and they'll have 60 days after they file their application. ERP was based on crop losses from the years 2020 and 2021. So the data actually is coming from RMA, And if they had received crop insurance losses or got paid on crop insurance losses for those two years, the ERP payment is based on those dollars.
3: ERP Phase 2 was recently announced mid-November. Spenningson says Phase 2 is based on decreased revenue and advises farmers to start gathering their Schedule F forms from 2018 through 2022.
1: Cash grain bids at the six regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network, remains strong. Spring wheat basis ranges from fifteen to sixty-five cents under the March Minneapolis futures contract. Corn basis ranges from fifteen to thirty-five under the March Futures. Soybean basis ranges from fifty under to ten over the January futures contract. This is the Red River Farm Network.
3: Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Ambac has introduced a dual-use biological seed lubricant called BioWake. Product proto- portfolio director Jim Lappin says this is a root-colonizing inoculant for corn and soybeans.
0: That helps you with uh, uh, fertility optimization, meaning it, it helps solubilize some of the minerals that are in the soil, making them more ab- available, gives you better root structure, root mass, to help you take advantage of moisture and nutrients in the soil and it will be delivered via fluency agent in the planter box.
3: BioWake is a dry application seed lubricant made from soybeans with an added biological benefit. It is seen as a cleaner and safer alternative to talc and graphite products. Lappin says it offers farmers another choice.
0: So as you think about the number of problems you may have in a given field or a management zone, Today, you're limited to kind of one box on the back of your planter, or one or two things you can put your fertilizer, or something you put in your seed treatment, right? This gives you more options. Seed treatment has its own limitations, right? I can only put so many things on the seed, right? So this gives you more options, planter box options, in-furrow options. It just gives the grower more latitude to solve problems.
1: Fifty-nine U.S. food and ag organizations calling on U.S. Senate leadership to secure Senate confirmation of Doug McCallop as chief ag negotiator in the office of the U.S. trade representative and Alexis Taylor to be confirmed as USDA undersecretary for trade and foreign agricultural affairs before the end of the year. The groups say American agriculture need experienced leaders representing the U.S. in international negotiations. The letter was signed again by 59 ag groups, including national corn, wheat, and soybean organizations. Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour. We're seeing wheat in Minneapolis down eight and a half on the December. March is down four. Chicago, December wheat, a penny and three quarter higher. Kansas City, December wheat down five and a quarter. December corn is down two and a quarter at 6.66 and a half. March is down a penny at 6.70 and a quarter. January soybeans, a penny and three quarter cents higher, 14.59. March is up two and a quarter at 14.65. Canola, $20.60 a metric ton higher. At eight thirty-eight forty Canadian December live cattle twenty-two cents higher, at one fifty-two eighty. January feeder cattle up a dollar, and December lean hogs forty cents higher. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.